Uh, Pete Sweeney, he's back in Kansas City, chief editor over at Arrowhead Pride. How you feeling, Pete? Feeling pretty good. This is exactly how you would love to see the season end, and uh, now we we get the parade on Wednesday, and then it, it's time for uh, draft prep, uh, which I know your your producer really enjoys tonight. Mm, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. I don't really know how to prep for the draft, other than like just like nail it, like you seem to do every single year. Um, but speaking of that draft, Pete Sweeney. Are they? Are we sure they're going to go out and get a, a free agent wide receiver now, or are they just going to try to draft one? Or they, like, are they going to sign this defense? Because after I watched that game last night, man, if you don't believe that the two best corners in football play for the Kansas City Chiefs, then I don't know what you believe in. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. I think that is one of the better pairings in the league, uh, and then to make a case for the best. And then when it comes to the receiver, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know we're on cloud nine right now, but we've seen Brett Veach make some tough decisions with even more beloved key pieces of the franchise. And so one game is not going to change uh, any plans to improve a wide receiver room that needs uh, certainly more depth, uh, whether that be uh, with someone who could be an ace for you and making the Rasheed Rice the number two, like a T. Higgins or a Mike Evans, or be it maybe making Rice the number one, and then you bring in maybe one of those middle guys. But I, I think we've seen Brett Veach throw assets of, assets of problems um, you know, every offseason in a big way. And to me, some of the defensive contracts and then weapons for Patrick Mahomes are the two priorities. I was having a hard time trying to figure out what the play of the game was last night. I know some people will say, well, it's the corn dog play at the end, sure. But – when I look back, and I've already watched this game a second time uh, today, I had a little bit of time off this morning for the show. I can't decide if it's the Trent McDuffie batted ball that stops him on third down or the overtime play where Chris Jones just like bull rushes Brock Purdy and he has to miss the pass where he might have had a connection, but he misses the pass due to pressure and that leads to the field goal that eventually lets the Chiefs go down and score. What was your probably biggest play that you were like, okay, that happened. Now the next thing that's going to happen is the Chiefs are going to win. I think I felt, and I, I, I got to go back and kind of kind of take a second look at this game because so many things happened. But I think I remember feeling uh, when Travis Kelsey was whipping around uh, down to the sideline and uh, it almost looked like he might score a touchdown. And we, yeah. we end the Super Bowl with uh, a Kelsey touchdown there. But uh, I, I know they didn't end up getting six out of that, but I just felt at that point it it was the Chiefs back in control where there were definitely points in the midway through the second quarter, end of the second quarter, into the half, where you're like, I don't know if they're going to be able to actually pull this one out of the hat. And then once once they got to that point and built to that and, and Kelsey went up the field and the place was rocking and, and you said in your own mind, okay, we at least know we got a tie here. Uh, that's to me when it felt like uh, the vibes were shifting for sure. When you uh, when you look at Patrick Mahomes play football, and you think about everybody that's in front yeah. of him, you know it's 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 almost incredible that it's it's always followed by us. You know we see it all the time, but this is one of those games in which where you know again it's double digits. It's the biggest game in the world for everybody, and he just seems to just go out there and you know like at ease be able to do what he's doing. I remember you know, when you see it a second time, you'll see it on the sideline. It looked like. When Kelsey, they tried to throw a touchdown in the corner, it showed that Rasheed Rice was wide open. And Rasheed Rice had to either have said something or had some sort of, like, 
His mannerisms weren't right. And Mahomes kind of like barks at him on the sideline and gives him like an M effort type thing. Like, hey, you know, listen to me. Like, this is, you know, and it just, you can see how everybody reacts to that situation. Why is he just the best to maybe ever do it when it's all said and done? It's hard to explain why. I mean, he just has a knack for the game. And I think it's been a perfect matching with what Andy Reid likes to do. Really, really. Uh, you know, sharp between the ears, but also ultimate athletic ability, can throw in the run, any kind of kind of throw, uh, and just an understanding and a, and a love for the game. You pair that with Andy Reid, and it's just a, it's a very, very hard combination to beat. That, that's what I would say um, would be my best guess. And then, um, yeah, no, I, I I just think that it it is really fortunate to be a part of it here. Uh, I don't think any of us could have expected it. Like, and I, I know we give Brett Veach all the credit and, and you know, be, being on the record here, like he said that Mahomes was the best prospect he, he has ever seen. But I just think it, it's fortunate for all the pieces to have landed, all the uh, stars to have aligned where you get Reed, you get Veach, and then you get Mahomes at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, you do have a uh, built-in ultimate weapon in Cal- Travis Kelsey, a wide receiver there in Tyreek Hill at the beginning, built in, um, and, and it's allowed him – to play a certain way at the beginning of his career, and you could see that he's really um, molded into uh, a, a different type of player and one that really can uh, build uh, this consistency, win back-to-back titles, and open the door up for a third. Yeah, but you're not supposed to be this good, this young. Like, I mean, I I've, I was never that good at 28, I can tell you that much, but, I mean, it's just it's interesting to see it. Um, Pete, what's about this run, right? We've been a part of all, all the Super Bowls that, they, that they've had, about this one makes it seem like it's a bit sweeter, I think, is kind of like how it feels for the city because of the maybe the season that was or maybe because it was the, the gauntlet of the run they had to go through and how it ended with an overtime win. And and then, uh, you know, this is just it. Maybe it feels different because it's, you, you know, you're starting to enjoy them more because they're happening. But do you think this is the most impressive one or is the first one always just the most impressive one? Yeah, I, I think it, this one matters the most to Patrick Mahomes, and I think it matters the most to the national media. Like, I, Kansas City knew this secret for a while, and it, whatever, you know, everyone's going to have bias, but it, it's, it remains true. Like, my Patrick Mahomes is that good. Uh, but I think it, it has now reached the national media, where the national media is, like, starting to put some respect uh, on his name in, in that sense. And I think talking with Mahomes, that was my question to him at the podium, like, what – differentiates this one than the other three or, you know, the other two uh, that they were able to win. And, you know, he, he simply said that it matters more. It, it really does because everyone did indeed doubt the, the team this year. There were two people saying that they were going to miss the playoffs in the middle of the season. Uh, I think a lot of people questioned, uh, is Patrick Mahomes that good where he can build up other players? Remember we had that storyline in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you had people turning back to Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. And I think they, they felt like they had to prove more this year, and then to do so, I mean, I, I think they beat the three best other AFC teams and, and two on the road, and then certainly the best of the NFC. And so um, it just – there's no more yeah, but, I think, with this one. The uh, the game last night, obviously the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, it's it's kind of crazy how there were so many storylines involved with that te- in, the, in that game between both teams – but you look at that team last night, Pete, that won that championship, and it seems it's it's uh, you know I gave it the analogy during the weekend shows. I said they're they're kind of like that good pool player or that guy that you play golf with that's really good because 
They're always thinking about their next shot. They're always thinking about, you know, what's after what's current. And I think it's interesting to hear these guys talk last night. You were a part of it as well. Uh, Maybe you can give us some more information. But it seems like, yeah, they won. And again, I'm not trying to sound arrogant, but it's like, yeah, they won. But they're they're thinking about back to back to back. Like they want the legit, like, Three Pete. They want that Michael Jordan, you know, the three rings in a row to where you can't take anything away from. They, they're already crowned the dynasty. That was everybody's conversation today. We knew it was going to be that way. But, man, it's crazy to think that after winning a Super Bowl, after a season that this team had, that the number one thing that comes out is like, yeah, it's great, but we're going for the three Pete. Well, I, I mean, I, I think now you've just entered another conversation. I think. For a while, everyone considered them the best in the NFL. Could they be a dynasty? And then a lot of people were saying, okay, how many you know championships could they win? All right, they've done it. They're a dynasty. They're on the Patriots level or on the Patriots corner, so to speak. Well, it's like you're not going to get to six championships overnight. What could get that conversation started? And, and it's this. It is the Chiefs' chance here in the next year, and we are jumping way ahead here, for the next year to do something no team in NFL history has ever done, which is win – three championships in a row. And I, I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes, having lost the Super Bowl, kind of understands that, yeah, this, everything's going well. The, the, the pieces are in place right now. Um, but you're not always going to have this opportunity to do something that no team has ever done. And I, I, you're right. I, I mean, as, as much as you're like, let's celebrate this one, let's, these guys were already talking about it uh, in the locker room at the podium. Uh, last night and so it not only I think it's going to be an exciting three days here going into the parade exciting week uh, for all the things that come with the championship in the in the coming months but a lot to look forward to when this next season gets started because I, I think they're going to be really determined to try to do uh, something that a lot of people are going to be like they can't pull that off it's never been done give you a couple more and I'll let you enjoy your off season. I want to bring this up because I thought this was interesting when they run that play to Hardman at the end of the game, and I think Hardman had another couple of catches. He had one in the first half that I'm watching right now on NFL Network where he just streaks down the field, and we just, we've seen so many great Mahomes throws that we just kind of bat our eyes at everything. It's a sick throw that he made there to Hardman. But with Kadarius Tony's inactiveness last night, was it a lack of trust full on because that's his play, man? That's, that's the play he scored on. Uh, last year, and then they did to Sky Moore as well. That's his play. McCole Hardman got the call. I think that's why we see a lot of this that, you know, Kadarius Tony obviously wasn't in that game last night because they couldn't honestly trust him in that last minute of the play. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and, you know, it's unfortunate. It's nice that the, the team continued to, to bring him on the, the trip after, you know, some of those things that happened on social media. But I, I don't think there was any way that Kadarius Tony it was ever going to play in this game. Not That's not something Andy Reid would ever say. That's just kind of what my feeling is from for being around the team. Same thing with Justin Ross. I think Justin Ross showed some promise. There was that whole situation in the middle of the season. He lost six games. And I think the Chiefs got rolling with other individuals. And you can't, I think, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You can't, you can't try to fix anything. Uh, in that scenario, with how things have been going these past few weeks, and so his future is uh, is, is interesting. You know, I I know that uh, a lot of times we'll hear that they're giving him the benefit of the doubt, leaning back into him, seeing if he can you know find a role in this team. Uh, but I just wonder if that energy of although he has these great athletic traits, he's super athletic. Uh, you know, it's not going to ever click for him here. So um, do we move on? Uh, I'm curious to see how that happens. 
Last one, and I'll get you out of here. I want to bring this up. Everyone keeps asking, why is Steve Spagnuolo not going to be a head coach? Why would he go anywhere else? Like, where is he going to get? Like, he doesn't want to be a head coach, right? He's got the perfect situation. He's he's happy with where he's at. He's tried the head coaching thing. He's got a, a dynasty that they're building over here. Like, can you can you give everyone that's wondering why Spagnuolo is not being sought out, like that he is going to be just Andy Reid's right-hand man for the rest of his life? Well, we asked him a few years ago if he wanted to be head coach. We haven't. I broached the subject in a press conference that I've been at, and I'm I'm there every week for the for the most part. Uh, that he still had desire to do it. Now, a few years has passed, I believe, since he said that. So I I wonder what he would say today. Didn't seem like he got any interviews, which I think is wrong. But I I think there is something to your point too, Dusty. That yeah, I I think he has it pretty good. And uh, even though it's the coordinator and and not the head coach. Uh, this is, as we were just talking about, uh, something that's very special, what they've they've built here at, at, as far as uh, what Mahomes has done. But this year, the Chiefs don't do it without Steve Spagnuolo. And I think everybody knows that. I, I really do. And so I don't know if he would necessarily jump off the train when it's going to historic territory. I mean, you, you, you've been the coordinator for every championship. I don't know why um, you, you'd be for, for sure, unless it was a golden opportunity, uh, and everything was perfect, and the roster was in place, which is rarely what is happening uh, with these head head coaching positions. I mean, I I think there is something to him wanting to stay in Kansas City. What do you rate your Super Bowl trip to Vegas this year? This is your uh, this is your fourth. Well, I guess this is your third Super Bowl, but uh, what do you rate it this year? Uh, I you know I thought it was solid. You know, seven or eight. I, you know, I think if you're I think if you're there instead of Cody and Gold, it's probably an eight <laughs> or a nine. But I mean, I, I don't I don't know if we need to. Talk about that. Yeah, we? Well, no, I don't want to get fired. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> what uh, what's uh, what's the rest of the off season look like for you? What do you got going on over at Airhead Pride and and any trips to Belize or Fiji or a proposal in your future? Uh, so we got the parade coverage coming up. If you are out of town uh, or just going to be in Kansas City, we'll have everything up there uh, that's going on um, down at Union Station and otherwise. Uh, make sure we we get a good recap of that uh, up. And then as far as trips, believe it or not, Dusty, I have a cousin mm. that is having a bachelor party this weekend. So back-to-back weekends, I go to Vegas to Atlantic City next weekend. So uh, mm. that's the start of the off season. Uh, we are checking out also, uh, for those of you that know I'm from the East Coast, I'm a big Ranger fan. I'll be at the Ranger Islander Stadium Series next week, so that'll, that'll nice. be fun too. Look at you! Hey, look up, uh, yeah. look up the song "Atlantic City" by Bruce Springsteen while you're down there and listen. To it. It's a great song. They blew up the Chicken Man in Philly last night. Is the first line of that song, by the way. But Pete, thank you so much, man, for all your time this year. You know that I appreciate you. You know I'm being serious when my voice changes. I appreciate the ride that we had once again this year. I hope we do it for many, many years together. I thank you for all your time every Monday night that we do this show and enjoy the off season. Enjoy some rest and some time off from the crazy world of football because you got about eh, three months till it starts again. Yeah, put your makeup on, uh, put your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Mm. See you later, Dusty. Later. What a guy. What a guy. Batman's on the phone. We'll get him on the other side of the break. Gear up. We might have a reveal party at the parade. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio.